Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 43 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live stream, you can catch up with the whole show as I re-upload it every Sunday on my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Or you can check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music and on iTunes. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. But if you're new to the show, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy in his free time, he loves nothing more than to ride roller coasters through the mythical world of Asgard, <laughs> of course. It is Nathie. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, I, I didn't get motion sick of the roller coaster, so, so I'm fine. The real MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to chase Loki through Asgard to get the hammer back from Thor. So, I mean, yeah, I was pretty busy. Sounds like a wild sure. ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So next next up, if you're in the chat, I want all that are watching this show live to say howdy to Rowdy. <laughs> how you doing, dude? You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm, that's how I start all of my live streams. You know, everybody say howdy and then Rowdy appears. You know, that, that's, that's how I do it. No, I'm all right. You know, it's uh, the sunniest day of the year, I think, here. 30 degrees. I'm blistering hot, sitting here in my shorts. I am wearing pants this time. So, yeah, all is good. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's like, it's so hot and sunny outside, yet this like assembly of geeks unite <laughs> and just want to talk about virtual reality instead of going outside and seeing the real world. Exactly. It's, uh, it's funny. It's funny. But yeah, it's funny. I got inspiration actually of the howdy, uh, it's rowdy from your, your new merch. I just wanted to sort of mention that very quickly as well, because you've got merch on your channel now. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's nice. hilarious. Like, it, it's like a thing that's saying howdy, rowdy. Uh, yeah. like very big letters. I, I kind of like that stuff. A lot of people liked it. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, very cool. So if you're in chat, put the howdies in the chat right now. Next up, he's back home in his VR man cave. Our resident VR Twitch streamer is back. Battery's fully recharged after being away on holiday. Isn't that right, Zimtog5? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if fully recharged is the right. There was a lot of drama while I was away. So uh, it was, yeah. it, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a change rather than a rest. I'll call it as a vacation, but right. I gotta say, I've not seen Ireland so feckin' sunny before it. It's gotten so sunny that they have employed the hose pipe ban. And for those who don't wow. know what that means, that means you cannot use your garden hose to fill up a swimming pool, to water your plants. Uh, and if you do, you are charged an on the spot fine of 150 pounds. Wow. Wow. I would say it was worth it. Just take yeah, my money. I think most people ignore it. But um, the, yeah. reason, the reason why they impose that uh, is, is not because they've run out of water. Because, you know, Ireland running out of water is kind of a funny idea. But it's actually their processing plant uh, mm. can't process and generate enough clean water for use by yeah. homes uh, to yeah. keep up with the demand. So Crazy, crazy. So there you go, some nice water facts for you if you are interested. Um, last but by no means least, uh, myself, host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Pokemon Go AR tech, some new tech uh, to talk about. Uh, will it be enough for you to go back on the streets and get your Pokeballs out? Well, we shall soon find out. <laughs> 
Also, we're going to be talking about Covert Hands-On. I got early access to this thrilling co-op heist game uh, coming soon to Oculus Go. So that's going to be an interesting one. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the Oculus uh, payout. The lawsuit between Oculus and Zenimax has kind of uh, been rumbling on a little bit more. And we've got some more information on that as well. So we'll be talking about that. But let's uh, start off with uh, what we've been playing in the metaverse this week. And uh, let's uh, kick it over to Zim first, because you've been sort of playing some... Uh, maybe stuff that we're going to be talking about later, but also Oculus Go stuff. Maybe while you've been away. Also, well, I I, I have a I have a what, what to tell you guys at the start. I'll, so I've I've visited two uh, two dev studios um, in right. Ireland, which was which was nice. So they showed me a lot of stuff that was you know in their shop and in the workings. Got to see um, I can talk about it. Uh, so I got to see a the upcoming BBC documentary uh, the VR education guys are doing. Um, which is like World War II in a bomber with the original audio of like takeoff, bombing run, and coming back to Britain and landing. Wow. Which is the one thing I'll say about it, which I found to be really impactful, was the dynamic lighting in the cabin felt very real, immersive. And then the guy coming home was happy he was going to go see his wife or whatever. And he belts out a song. Uh, this like 1920s song, I guess it was 1940s. Uh, and, and he's just going away singing it. And it's this kind of crackly old radio sound. But the way he's moving his head and looking at his partner, his co-pilot, is so fluid. It's just like it felt like I was there. Like that was really nice. So it's like one of these 15-minute kind of experiences. If anyone's done the BBC stuff before. Right. I don't know that they've worked on BBC stuff before. It must have been a different studio. But that one I'd say look out for later this year. I don't know what it's going to be called. I, don't, I didn't really recognize the battle. But like when they're dropping bombs in Berlin and all that, it's just lit up with like red. And it's just like this uplit of just bombs and planes going down. Very cool. Wow, nice. that sounds really so, impactful as well. Yeah. And I love the fact that, you know, we've had Anne Frank uh, that Nathie discussed previously on the show, yeah. you know, that people using uh, VR to sort of reenact historical events and almost sort of educate people about what it was like because you can actually step yeah. in the shoes of these people and experience what it was like firsthand. It's really, really powerful. And uh, it's really exciting, I think, as well. They're also releasing, um, they're also releasing, a lot of you will have played the uh, the Titanic uh, version. So they're, they're, they're well known for Apollo and their Apollo 11 game, and that was kind of world-renowned. Um, but the Titanic one where you're the rover under the sea, not Honor and Glory, that's a separate project, and you actually see the the, the rig underwater. Mm. Um, they're looking to release that, actually, I think next month. or uh, Yeah, I think next month. So that's coming out very soon. Um, but they've got a lot of... Um, they're not just staying under the ocean anymore. They've actually, they, they showed me like full decks of animated people walking about, dialogue, narration, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. So that's really neat, but none of that could be, uh, you know, filmed video, that mm. kind of thing. So, but those I'd were really nice. I'd love a game like The Invisible Hours on the Titanic, something like that, where you can sort of, you know, manipulate time and see all the story from everyone's different but perspectives. Is there, is there not really something cool. being made like that that is like where you are a detective on the, on the Titanic and you need to find. Uh, the murderer before oh, the that's on our glory. Right? That's on our glory. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right, yeah, right, but right. that's that's from an American studio, and they don't have any ETA. And I think what I heard from them, they've been working on it seven years now. So wow. Okay. Wow. No, as far as I know, they are not going for like like a detective game. But as far as I know, there's like a very old Titanic title out there somewhere, like a point and click one where you need to solve like a murder mystery. As far as I know, but maybe they are going to like make a new one. I don't know. Mm, but, interesting. Yeah. So those were neat, and then um, the one that actually Nathy mentioned uh, the uh, the roller coaster. I actually visited War Ducks, so the studio who produced oh, yeah. uh, you know VR roller coaster legends, and so ah. they stuck they stuck me in that. You know, I usually don't <laughs> play stuff not live first, but 
they, they, they kind of insisted. So I tried it out and I thought it was a lot better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they don't hesitate on speed. And the nice thing about that, and I love that Nathan mentioned a comment about getting sick, is that they didn't hesitate at all to go bloody full speed on this coaster, like beyond realistic, realistic speed on the coaster. They right. really, because it was one of their first, it was one of the main complaints on the first game. And it was yeah. my, it was one of my main complaints from the first game as well. It was like, you guys really held back, but they told me why, because they designed to release on the PlayStation platform. Uh, Sony's execs basically pushed back and said, we don't want people getting nauseous. Yeah. We're going to cap your speed. Yeah. And so that was really interesting to hear firsthand. And so for the second one, they've really gone for and, you know, addressed that. And I think it really does you know, benefit. The so you played the Thor, the Thor one as well, right? Is that the one you're talking the about? The Thor one. And yeah. it's very aptly named and I won't, I won't say why, but right. It, it's, it's a good title. It's, it's, right, it's, right, <laughs> right. Okay, so let's kick it over to uh, Nathan and find out what you've been playing this week, dude. Yeah, so I uh, wanted to talk about uh, Jurassic World and uh, the other uh, one was um, Cross-Side, the prison. Ah, yes. I'd like to start about like like start talking about that one first because I, I wasn't that impressed by that one, to be honest. Like visually, it's a very nice game. You know, you need to escape out of a prison. Uh, it looks super cool and you need to use your room skill area as well like a lot you need to walk around and then you need to let's say uh, uh grab bricks and kind of like get them out of the wall to get out of your like prison cell you know the classic sweet escape um but uh i mean the puzzles in there weren't that great i don't know if you guys played it but i wasn't that keen on on the the the, the overall challenges in, in, in that title. Fairly simple. Right. I mean, as far as I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a fast one. So I was like, I don't feel like like buying this one. So I was like, let's just, I would stay away from that game. Even that visually, it looks nice. And the developers mm. who worked on that one also made that zombie grenade game. They seem to be uh, pushing a lot of games quickly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like they could have spent some more time on mm. cross-site to prison to make the puzzles a little more in-depth. It was a bit too arcadey, in my opinion. So, so, so it wasn't an, it wasn't challenging enough. Like you didn't feel no. the satisfaction of actually having but to work was, out how to break out. It was definitely the, the best-looking prison game I played so far. But yeah, that doesn't really add up to the immersion if the gameplay itself is kind of. Yeah. You know, I, I was remember- just I was just going through the levels super fast. There was no moment where I was stuck. Well, with an escape game, you can be in like one spot for yeah. like twenty minutes, you know, and and just try to find a solution. But in this one, it was too obvious. Like everything was too obvious and i saw as well that you mentioned in your review because i watched some of it you were saying that the narration they they, they, it seems like they narrated it themselves yeah 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 so so i i don't know where these developers are from but i could like sometimes barely hear what they were saying now you could turn on the subtitles but like subtitles in vr is something a lot of developers still need to learn because the subtitles were stuck to my face Right, and and if they are at the right spot, then it's fine. But usually, I turn up the subtitles because they are not very good. Yeah, you know, that's uh, so. Yeah, they they did the narration themselves, and I think that if they would outsource that, it would have been so much better. Right, uh, and the other one uh, was was uh, Jurassic World. You know the the three sixty from uh, uh, Felix and Paul Studios. Yeah, very nice. Uh, it's called like Jurassic. Uh, world blue, blue, right? That's it. Yeah, and there are like two chapters you can watch. They are completely free, and uh, I mean, it was nice. It was nice. In, in my opinion, they were kind of holding back with the action this time. Like usually, it's so scary that dinosaurs come super close to you. With this one, I felt like the the distance was quite. 
far, you know? Well, they also mm. made things where you're like, oh, okay, comfort bubble here, you know? But with yeah. this one, it was okay-ish. But maybe what platform they... did you play that on, Nathy? Because I'm curious if it's the same one that I've seen. Because I know there's a couple, I... and I'm a bit confused going through them. I uh, I watched it on PC. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I think you can also watch it on mobile. Um, yeah, you go. And... Um, yeah and i i think it's a it's it's a nice one but i'm always like why can't these be a little longer of course it takes yeah. so much render power mm -hmm. and time I, I, to make I it the same it's it's way too short it's way too short yeah it's it's not getting me curious enough about okay, the movie now it's getting cool the experience was over yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the first right. chapter is just an introduction to the character and the second chapter is uh <laughs> that's the end yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the cool thing is they mocapped everything so they, they were did, playing yeah. as the dinosaurs and that's really nice <laughs> i like that they, even have a video on YouTube they just they need to it. release a version where they just play as the dinosaurs just the same kind yeah. of scenes, you know, the and then without like, like the, the, the only with CGI the persons video. doing it like, <laughs> yeah, yeah they just need to right. release that they really need yeah to. like a, like as bonus material we can have that then then we are satisfied yeah. then then i'm still... then i'm definitely satisfied if i can watch that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no but still for like a free experience it's really good as i as i said before like if you want to watch 360s you need to go to like felix and paul studios right it's always better than watching Nicolas Cage in, in 360. Yeah, that's true. I, know, I have to say, laugh, yeah, that was, that was. But I have to say, like, with the uh, Jurassic World Blue experience, it's one of those ones that if I'm demoing the go, like, my first port of call is Henry, but the second one, like, if I'm demoing to, like, more sort of adult people, then Jurassic World is the one that I tend to show off. So it's a good one to demo the go to, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Is I, that the yeah. Apoductosaurus or whatever it is? It's, it's just kind of a long-necked... Leaf eater is that the one, or is there one with actually proper dinosaurs in it? Because oh, it's got like not. it's got like Velociraptor in it, Triceratops, T Rex, Abdominus, whatever they call it, the new scary one. Yeah, Mike, I, I didn't know like on the go. I had a bit of stutter though. What's that? Oh, did you? I I had a bit of stutter on the go. Oh, you have to download it. You can't stream yeah, no, it. I downloaded it. I oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, really? I've never had that problem. In the more like like action rich scenes, I had a little hmm. bit more of a. Of a, of, of a stutter. In the chat, they're asking as well if the Go version of Blue looks better uh, than the Rift. And well, the resolution of the screen is a bit better. So yeah, it, it looks it looks super nice. You know, like the like you know the Go uh, is great for watching content in. You know, media is what the Go is 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 biggest strength is. So yeah, it does look great in the Go, and that's why I demo it. You know, a lot using the Go. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily demo that on the Rift because it doesn't it doesn't uh, show off the Rifts strongest features which is the the you know the interactability with the touch controllers and stuff like that uh, but for the go it works great i've demoed it to a couple of people as well and actually i haven't seen anyone that was actually as impressed with it yet right so, right it's strange i, I think people, it's, i think it's not scary things. enough that that's the that's the problem yeah. here you know you, you are not getting eaten in vr now that's that's very dangerous don't don't make games where you get eaten like that's that's alt vr stuff like i have been eating eaten by many animals and it's very scary but at least like make something where like in this one it wasn't that scary because you are the camera and you're not really a part of the story. Mm. It, of course you follow like blue, but in the end it's not like oh I need to watch out because there are I dinosaurs. I like that though. I like that concept of that you're just uh, like uh, some kind of like drone that is hovering around there watching the scene unfold. Yeah. I kind of like to be a voyeur like concept. Oh yeah, definitely, Mike. Definitely. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. That's a great game concept where you just take a drone and you're flying it through, like you know, a Jurassic Park type setting. 
I agree. Yeah. That would be really, yeah. really neat. To but wouldn't it then be cool to be a drone, but then get attacked by dinosaurs because they want to eat the drone or attack it in a way or destroy it where they're like after you all the time? I mean, that's kind of like, uh, I want to get chased in VR by dinosaurs. That's, well, have you ever seen where they've got like out. a Siberian tiger, right? Like like snow leopard or whatever, a Siberian tiger. And they've got a drone and they're all just like watching it like that, you know? Yeah. Look at just like eyeball in it. Like think if it was a, like a pack of raptors, you know, wandering <laughs> yeah. about. I love the fact that every single podcast we end up talking about dinosaurs. <laughs> or or Jumanji or yeah. Halo Recruit. Oh man, yeah. Or yeah, that's true. I or, hate people. Or Valve or Valve games. Or, or Rowdy soon. fanboying yeah. on like Pop a Galaxy. Three game, confirmed. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh so Rowdy, uh what have you been playing this week, dude? I've actually not had so much time to be playing any games uh, this week. Uh, also because of the World Cup, you know, a heavy supporter for Belgium. Belgium beat England, Mike, so uh suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing to me. But I'm sure football fans will be roasting you right now in, in yeah, the chat. Probably, probably. Uh no, uh, I've actually not been able to play. I mean, I, I still had some recordings left. I played uh, Pavlov with the uh, Lonely Viper over the weekend. Uh, uh, nice. We, 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 I, re I released that video today, so that was uh, a good fun. I still love uh, playing that game. We downloaded some custom maps. So we went into uh, Halo maps and we uh, started playing Halo in, uh, in virtual reality, which is so much better than the Halo game that actually Microsoft uh, is buying to <laughs> yeah, release. Of course. It's yeah. freaking awesome because you can download so many of those custom maps Hop in there. Uh, we played like a Golden Eye map. We played um, those really old. Uh, how was it called again? The game. I lost the name of it. But we played Halo maps. We played the uh, Golden Eye. So many uh, different stuff, and uh, I had a I had a great fun in that one. And then uh, another game that I also played um, was a Jump Simulator: uh, Infinite mm. Overtime. I finally dove into that one. Uh, it's been a while, but um, I had I actually didn't have the chance yet to, to check that one out, and I did that. Uh, just uh, I think on Sunday, yeah. Right, right. And with uh, Pavlov, are you using that uh, ProTube thing, or are you not so much? No, Do you find I, it kind of hinders your performance a little bit? The the thing with me is, uh, I think I noticed, I mentioned that already one time. Is when I I I like to like like aim down the side with my head like that, and with the five, it's quite quite bulky. So. Yeah, I, I probably need to set it up more correctly, but I'm just not really used to doing it like that. It gets more in the way. And yeah. then, um, what I, I'm, I know that all of the pro players are playing with yeah. one, but I, I just don't really feel it that way. And it's easier for me because I like to like camp a bit, like sit in a corner and like snipe everyone down. I love yeah. doing that. So I really need to get like that really like little bit of motion and you can get more stability with the pro tube. But I have sure. a feeling like like it's, it's like hindering myself just a little bit uh, with the with the aiming down the sights. And I'm, I'm guessing if you're a pro player, you don't even need to aim down the sides. You just fire like from the hip or something. Yeah. And you still get yeah, the yeah. shots. It was, so, it was so funny. Like I was watching some of the VR league and there were some guys were using like 3D printed ones. Some were using yeah. like official ones, but a lot of them were using them more so than not. So it yeah. seems like, a, but they were playing onward rather than Pavlov, I guess, which yeah. is a bit more sort of, you know, long range shots yeah. rather than sort Pavlov of Pavlov is much more like Arcadia. It's much yeah. like you die, you're instantly back, you know, you go back yeah. in. It's it's well onward is much more like the strategic kind of version. You need to plan everything out with with what we did in Pavlov was like oh we'll go knives only or we had like two of those really big machine guns and like just like blasting everyone down. It was so yeah. much fun. We had like a pool party. Everyone went in the pool like there's a shark in the water. Viper started screaming of course and started stabbing everyone in the pool. Great fun, great fun. I think like <laughs> knife only and VR is still the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> it sounds crazy. 
Um, so this week I jumped into uh, the Arizona Sunshine DLC, the Dead Man DLC. Uh, right. And um, we discussed this previously. I think you played it, Rowdy, right? Um, and I echo sort of a lot of the comments you previously made about it, you know, like uh, the fact that it's really dark. You know, the original game was so bright and vibrant that, you know, this kind of DLC seems like a bit of like a, a step backwards, in my opinion. Um, also, what I found was that the story didn't really make much sense. I don't know if you found the same thing, Rowdy, like at the beginning, like I won't give too many spoilers away, but at the beginning, you get dropped off by a helicopter with some like military dudes in it. And they're like, oh, we want to nuke the whole town uh, because it's overrun with zombies. Uh, but we have to do it manually. So you need to go in there and press the button. Oh, we're just going to drop you off, though. And uh, we'll see you yeah. at the finish line. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> and it's like, oh, cheers, guys. Thanks very much for that. Um, but then, yeah, the, the gameplay didn't really add anything new, fresh or exciting to sort of spice things up a bit. You know, it was the same old Arizona Sunshine. It was the same gameplay, which is, of course, very fun. Uh, but it just kind of felt a bit old because the game is a bit old now. Um, and also, like, I, I found a piece where I was like, uh, I picked up an axe and I was like, oh, cool. I've got like a, a melee weapon now. I'm just going to like axe some zombies up in here. This is going to get awesome. And then I went to axe a zombie and it just didn't work. It didn't do anything. Mm. I was like, oh my God. So like had to resort back to- That was to already in the original game. Arizona Sunshine. You couldn't use a uh, manual no, yeah, like, right. either. Yeah, but the, yeah. the thing what I liked so much about Arizona Sunshine was like the storyline. You had like the different kind of chapters and the different environments. But this one felt a bit like lacking in that. Like you, you didn't yeah. have that strong storyline. You know, the entire playthrough of Arizona, you you listening to a radio and you want to go and find mm. like that radio station. That's, that's basically what it's about. You hear like a radio, yeah. and you you want to head there, and and, yeah. and 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 get there. But here, yeah, I didn't really feel like a connection to the character at all. Like, no, and the pacing was a little bit off. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, no, is it a different. Is it is it like a totally different narrator then for the segments? I presume it's not no audio, there, but it's... there isn't any real narration other than the beginning and the end. Um, so you don't get that kind of story pull oh. throughout the, the. But then again, it is only forty minutes long. It's literally you can run through it, start to finish in forty minutes. But it's only mm. like two pounds or two US yeah, dollars, so thing, like, you can't really ask for much. But that that's yeah. the thing. Should you make something for that price? Even like, is it even? Like, did you miss anything, I'm asking? Like, did you really have to play this? It doesn't sound like it. No, so. no. And this is the thing, like, I was going to say, you know, in, in the wrap-up of it, if, you, if you're a real hardcore Arizona Sunshine fan, then, yeah, sure, go and pick it up. But the rest of us, I think I would probably skip this one. Uh, I'm, I would be more interested if they said, look, we're, we're working on Arizona Sunshine 2, you know, a, a fully-fledged sequel. Yeah, you know, we've, yeah. we, we've updated the graphics, we've done this, we've added more mechanics in, and this is going to be an, a new game. And yeah. that would have be more exciting for me rather than just a it seems like a, a, yeah. a small cheap addition to the yeah, original game kind of like they a really quick to focus on like a new story because that yeah. that's what made arizona sunshine actually good that it wasn't just like the general wave shooters that we were getting back then it was yeah. a, a shooter with a proper storyline from yeah. beginning up until end and even though yeah. if you didn't find the story that interesting it still was a decent story like from it beginning was. to end yeah, yeah I want was. like a zoe or a rochelle type left for dead character you know should give me a female plot line and do something that way, like in a totally different environment. If yeah. I, if, you know, if they were going to do something like that, that for that's going to be one of the three games, right? Who knows? Don't, 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 Nathy. Sorry, I'm not going to trigger Sim. But no, anyway, like, what do you guys think? <laughs> left for that. <laughs> what do you guys think is like the best zombie game you can play in VR? For me, that's Killing Floor by far. Like, it, it was yeah. the best experience I had. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it's a uh, really But also in the, in the way the mechanics work, you know, you have an axe there that you can actually use in a super yeah. satisfying way. I yeah, I actually liked uh, um, 
the zombie game like with out of ammo, the strategic one. Oh. I yeah, like, I, that like, right. I like the strategic mm. kind of concept. I, I wanted it to be more and bigger and, and more stuff to be doing. Yeah, uh, cool. But I, I like that concept of like, because I also love like games like, um, how is that a PC game that is uh, the, that is just out as well, the, where they made the second second release of? Um, Tajian? Dying Light 2? Oh, Dying no. Light? No, also more like a, a strategic concept, third person. Oh, um, I know which one you're talking about, the uh, the survival one. Yeah, Dead Island. Yeah. Yeah, it's that State one. of Decay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love those. Oh, oh man, that really yeah. hurt my brain just then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you succeeded, Mike. Yeah, yeah. thanks. That is it, State of Decay. Um, but yeah, talking about zombie games, though, like, uh, you know, I, I, you said, um, what was the game you said, uh, Nathan, the really good one? <laughs> Killing floor. Killing floor. Sorry, I, I use my brain floor. power so much in State of Decay that I completely forgot like what happened in the last over. 30 minutes. Uh, it's yeah. tell, yeah. you tell it's hot and it's weekend anyway, so you, you have an excuse here. Yeah, sure. Um, but what it kind of wraps us, moves us on very nicely to the first bit of quick news, really, because the first bit of quick news this week is about Contagion, which is also like a zombie game, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of you guys checked out the Contagion demo when it originally came out because it was super polished. Uh, it had this really nice uh, graphical look about it. And also oh, yeah. it had this like really gritty sort of atmospheric feel about the whole game because you were kind of living in the very beginning of a, a zombie outbreak. You know, you, you get home to your apartment, you've got a phone call from your girlfriend. She's out in the streets witnessing all this stuff firsthand. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? The news bulletins start coming up and then, you know, things start going a bit crazy. Um, but then the, the demo ends and it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm hyped for this game now. Well, it actually released uh, in early access yesterday on Steam, so you can pick it up now. Uh, but according to a lot of the initial feedback, especially from the Steam sort of reviews, it's kind of a mixed sort of review bag at the moment. Some sort of mm. positive, some negative. Some are saying there's a lot of bugs, but then again, it is early access game. But also that there's not much more content additionally from the demo. So I, I don't know that firsthand because I, I haven't mm. tried it out. I, I do really want to try it out because I, I was a big fan of the demo and I think it has something very interesting there. The chat but is actually weighing in on show. here uh, because yeah. there are people saying, for example, Minister James Burgeon, he says, anyone try Contagion VR yet? I bought it and returned it after 25 minutes uh, later. It was so, so, so janky. It was horrible. Hoping they will fix the box and I may pick it up later. But man, it was janky. That's really disappointing because the demo was super polished, I found, yeah. you know, and uh, there were some really great jump scares in that as well that really sort of got me going. And I know Nathie jumped as well when that zombie like burst through the door. Yeah. Um, that's up so much for that game, right? They're weighing in. They're weighing in on that as well. Oh, really? Uh, James Burgeon says, I played the demo too, and I think it was actually better than the release. Wow, that's a real shame. That's really disappointing because when I heard about it, that it was released yesterday, um, uh, I was actually really excited because I was like, oh, finally, this game's out. You know, something really to get my teeth into. I, I will probably check it out this week and, and probably, you know, let you know firsthand maybe in next week's episode. It's, but is there uh, anything like, added than, than the demo? Because I've seen like some content, but I have not seen anything no. really like... It's like the yet. demo. It's the demo again, but with some more like some more hallways to it at like the end. And there's like a part up front of it, like as well. Now they added some stuff, but it's not like a huge, it's not like you're getting the full game now. It's still just right. a little part. So for me, it feels like, and I don't know why, but it kind of feels like too good to be through. I'm not sure if this is really going to be a full fledged uh, VR yeah, game yeah. anytime soon. Cause and also it's early access. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like the demo was very polished. Yes. Yeah. But, there, I don't know, guys. Like, 
there have been reports apparently of people uh, falling through the floors, like a Voodoo D, <laughs> okay. and also having very weird shadows. So there's a shadow box. And yeah. um, the thing is, because uh, uh, Minister, Minister James Virgin is saying here that this time it starts in the garage and you make your yeah, way exactly. up to the apartment. Exactly. That that's it. That's starting. like the new part. The but also something I need to share with you guys is that, so when I played the Contagion uh, a demo, uh, one of my uh, um, like uh, fans of the channel, they said like, hey, listen, we, we also played it and we had some bugs. And then I was like, like asking in my like comment section, like, okay, if you have any like bugs and things like that, just let me know because I, I want to know for my, let's say my full review, what's going on here, you know? And then one of the developers said like, yeah, well, don't listen to them because it's not true. And they were kind of trying to, I don't know, tell that my audience was wrong. And I was kind of like, but as a developer, that's kind of a weird move, mm. honestly. Very so strange. For me, it was kind of like one of those moments. Was like, mm, I don't, I don't know why you're doing this. Mm. You know, I trust my fans. I trust my audience. Yeah, like, the people that watch are VR enthusiasts, VR veterans. It's not like they're just making things up. Why no. would you make up a bug, right? I mean, mm. so it seems, I was it seems surprised like a real shame. I'm, I'm really disappointed to hear it. You know, like, and certainly when I looked at the Steam reviews just before the show, I was like, oh man, that seems really disappointing because it seemed like they had something really promising there. And I know that they had plans for like mm. multiplayer in the future yeah. and also mm. like stories from other people's perspectives that were involved in the outbreak. So they all kind of like branched yeah. together yeah, in the neat. end. That'd be neat. That would that'd be, be really, really cool, neat. Right? I, I was hoping that, like, because people are saying though that the beginning is really awesome and it makes more sense now that you arrive like in the in the, in the garage, I guess, and make your way up to the apartment. Um, right. But I was kind of hoping that you know what happens when you go outside. Yeah. That's what yeah. I want to do. Like, I want to yeah. see the yeah. outbreak happening and you know see people running for their lives and like zombies chasing them, that kind of stuff. I want to see that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, definitely for sure. I just, I just sure. hope that that the, the the polish the demo had is going to like keep that up in the air until like the end of the story, and that's kind of mm -hmm. where I'm I'm doubting right now that mm -hmm. after a while it becomes kind of like a loose thing, and it's I don't know how many people are working on this, um, mm -hmm. but like let's say the demo itself was nice, but yeah, I it was. I don't know about the rest. Like I haven't really seen much else, yeah. but. I was like, okay, now the full thing releases or like it's going to be in early access. I expected a little more yeah. content-wise. So honestly, what I would do is just wait, see what they are updating, look at like the Steam uh, reviews, of course, but also check out the, the updates that the developer is doing. If you, mm. if you see things on Reddit, Facebook, just keep everything like in mind, soak it up and then decide for yourself if you want to get it or not. Yeah, sure, definitely. And I'll try I'll try and play it this week so I can maybe update you guys on next week's podcast as well. Definitely. If you are interested in picking it up, it's like 17.99 in US dollars, 15.49 in British pounds. And it's got 10% on the launch at the moment, but like Nathy said, I'd probably wait up uh, see see what other people are saying first before you jump into it cuz it's a bit yeah. mixed at the moment. Um, so next up in quick news this week, we're going to be talking about the Oculus Home social update. So last week we had updates to Oculus Home that you could add TVs and import some sort of custom 3D models as well. So that was kind of interesting. But this week we've got brand new avatars. Well, I say brand new. They're from the actual, actually Oculus yeah. Go. Uh, you know, the Oculus Go had these avatars first and uh, they are really nice. I actually quite like the look of them. Um, I think they look pretty slick. They're more sort of like got skin tone now and sort of more options for clothing and accessories. They look more realistic than those just sort of just a, a, a single color translucent like outline of a person um but the the really cool thing is that they've also updated it so you can have social multiplayer and actually invite friends over and this is like something we've been asking for for so long right it's like oh finally 
Finally. It's not available now, Mike, because I wasn't right sure. I was reading the patch notes, and I was like, maybe I need to reinstall this when I get home. So it's a right now. dash update version of, okay, it's yeah. in the beta. So yeah, exactly. You need the Rift Core 2.0 beta update, and you also need to tick the public test channel as well, because this mm -hmm. is like right on the bleeding edge. So uh, can you also invite your friends now for a game there, or is that not really a thing just yet? Not yet, not yet, but they have actually touched on that. And they said on the official announcement from Oculus, they said over the next several months, we'll be adding more features and depth to make home a great place to spend time with friends, regardless of physical distance and the perfect jumping off point to explore social VR content together. Coordinated app launch will be coming soon. The, so that's the one exactly thing what I want to know. What about Go users? Can they go from Go to the Rift home? Will no, that ever there happen? Is uh, there is, well, I hope so, but there's OC, no, there's no cross, there's no cross-platform yeah. play right now with Rift and Go users. But the thing is, as well, like if you go on Rift right now, you don't get the games that you got on Go either. You don't get like the uh, the yeah. casual checkers and chess and Simon Says oh, okay. and Boggle, uh -huh. for example. You don't get those, so that's a bit of a shame as well, I think, because that was some of the best fun we had using the Go version, and that's kind of really the best. The best version of it right now is on the go, which is kind of strange. Funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. The same thing Apple did some years ago. Um, back in the 90s, they actually had like separated ecosystems, you know, so mm. you had your iMac, you had your iPod, and there wasn't this kind of ability to kind of cross those pillars. And actually, I, th I think Oculus, and we've seen them try to mirror, at least on the marketing side, a lot of what Apple have done in the past. And it's funny to see them actually go down the same road. Yeah. It's almost like it make the same mistakes, but also maybe it's make the same successes, starting, you know, confident yeah. on these two separate pillars, yeah. then building the bridge. But yeah, I, I'm going to make a prediction right there because I was surprised at that news. I was expecting them to hold social for an, an announcement at OC5. I think now it's because I think they're going to bridge the two at yeah. OC5. It would totally make sense. It would totally make sense. But I think the community has been asking for it so much that they almost can't ignore them anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's got it on go and it's just like the Rift users are saying, well, what about us? You know, we want some mm -hmm. love too. So, yeah. but yeah, you're right about the coordinated app launch though, Nathan, because that was one feature of the go that was really cool. And basically if you're unaware of it is that if you have a room full of people and you all own the same game, then you can see that in each other's menus and say, oh, let's play this game together. And then it launches the game and you all go into that game together as a team. So it didn't work that it's, well. I still think it's it's, cool it's kind of strange that the avatars they have right now, I, I never really felt a connection between me and my avatar. Well, with Facebook Spaces, the ones they have there are great and they move in a certain way. You can do like like all kinds of emojis and they, they move in a super realistic way. As I said before to you, if we can have eyes like the ones, for example, in Rec Room that, that kind of move around, that mm. could be great. Wearing glasses all the time. I still feel like it's more like a, like a pop star avatar machine than really a one that makes sense. Of course, like you look like yourself, Mike. It's kind of like like creepy but i mean overall um it's not like i like people want to personalize it a little yeah. more or i feel like it can be more i don't know real or well cartoony you know what i mean the yeah chat, uh, I, I... the chat is actually saying there have been some problems with the social multiplayer in home uh, to get it to work uh, a lot of people have been complaining about it on the on the oculus reddit saying that uh, it's probably not properly working and that the new update wipes all, all kinds of favorites and all of the home locations for people on the friends list. Um, wow. And uh, there are other points of people saying the exact same thing. It's coming from uh, Fluke Roji. Wow, wow. I'm really interested in, in the home update if you're able to leave your door open. 
What I mean is, I've got an Oculus Home room. Can someone just come along and look at it while I'm not there? No. I don't think no, so. No. Invite no. only, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want that ability. Yeah, if you to leave them or. Uh... What, you just want to creep around people's houses, you weirdo? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> All right, okay. So VR stalking is going to become a thing in the future. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what happened when I was like in the go together with Mike and he couldn't kick me out of his apartment anymore. That's so true, actually. Just, I, I, I could just get stay in there. Like, he couldn't do anything. Anything. No, no. Well, there's no controls for that. No, no, no I, I think no, it's going to be the no. same problem on PC no. where I can just stay in there and annoy him the all all the time. Like Mike, like you're going to boot up your Rift every day, and I'm like, hey Mike, wake no, up, I'm here. good morning, hey Mikey, yeah. what's up, what's up? I'm just sitting on his couch waiting for him to, you know, join me. Or they, they, also, they can't prevent people from stealing artwork from other people's homes environments either. That's, <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to the next little bit of quick news this week, and that is um, Upload reported this week that a dev uh -oh. from, that previously yeah. uh, worked on the Uncharted series uh, at Naughty Dog and also recently worked uh, for EA, uh, Amy uh, Hennig, she started her own independent studio with her sites focused on VR. So although it's unlikely that we'll get a VR, an Uncharted VR anytime soon, it's great to hear that we've got more people looking towards sort of VR game development and starting their own little VR studios focused solely on, on VR, especially because she's got this kind of pedigree from these super big studios as well. It'll be interesting to see what she can uh, bring to the VR industry with her sort of previous experience. So it's just a little yeah. bit of news. Uh, but Mike, I've got one related to that. Okay, go for it. Rob Yescom, the guy who wrote um, both, remind me, the shooting game on PSVR, um, works Bra with AIM. Bravo team? Fire nope. um, firewall, the new one? The sci-fi one. Mm. Plus the Invisible Hours. Farpoint? Uh, Farpoint. Oh. Farpoint, the Invisible Hours writer, yep. um, it has been working for the last, for last six months with Valve. Yep. Uh, so it's very interesting to me that Valve has unreleased titles. This guy's one of the most successful writers, and I've, I've loved his work, both of those, Farpoint and the Invisible Hours. So and he's working with Valve. He just announced it on Twitter this week. Ooh, so look out for that guy. Writer. That's Rob Yescom. I didn't know Same that writer. that was a sync. Because indeed, like the, the, the story of, of Farpoint is actually very, very well done as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. He also did Rhyme, which is a 2D game. I've not played that, but maybe one of you have. Mm. And, and, and in Farpoint, there were like some kind of head creps in there as well. So there were two previous experience with headcrabs. That's on his uh, resume. That's <laughs> on his CV there. You got the job. <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm really excited for that. Like, even if it takes them years, Rob's yeah. work so far has been amazing. Like, I love the writing in both of those games. So quick, quick segue and a question about Farpoint, because I haven't actually, I've played like five, 10 minutes of it. Does it, does, Bad. does the momentum of the game ramp up later on? Because I thought it was a bit slow at the beginning. Uh, yes. It, I, I, mean, I think it ramp stays up evenly and, paced and then... Sorry, Zim. Yeah. No, 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 you first. The, the thing is, like, with, like, more enemies that uh, that come at the same time, yes. And, like, mm -hmm. uh, there's, like, more stuff happening at the same time. You... Right. You... Uh, no spoilers, right? Um, <laughs> like, events unfold that make things uh, uh, move forward a bit more quickly. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I, I would say that the first hour is not indicative of the median gameplay. Yeah. Right. So it, it is a heavily active game. Right. And I'll repeat this recommendation. If you have the chance to use a sub pack along with the gun, yeah. the game controller, that experience is amazing. Yeah. Okay, uh, now, 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 we, now we're going to get on another segue pack. because you, you've been promoting, like going on about the sub pack for a little while, but Nathie's recently picked one up. 
do you, oh, did you did you do you feel the same passion about the sub pack, Nathan? Do you feel like no, I, own, I own one for a very long time. Oh, you did for like four or four, but I, I I recently started using it again. And uh, and, and nice. you yeah, you rate it. What model? Uh, it's uh, it's an M two. Oh, okay. Sub pack M two. That's the same as mine. Yeah, they they sent me one, one. Uh, like a very long time ago because they wanted me to try it with VR and oh, okay. yeah, it works nice. It's nice, cool. but um like talking about the aim controller and talking about uh games for the aim controller i think they updated uh that that one bravo like, team six kind of game yeah mm, they yeah. tried to actually revive it i don't feel like they yeah. succeeded with that no. but they tried to kind of like uh, someone said this is a funny one someone said like they 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 uh, polished the turd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's still well, a it's bad still game. It's still a turd in a way. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, you can roll it in glitter, but it's still a shit at the end of the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. What do you exactly think about it? You you just mentioned that you played like the first five to ten minutes of Farpoint. I'm, I'm guessing then you played it indeed with the Farpoint controller. Like, yeah. what did you think of it? The controller. Yeah, really, really nice. Yeah, I thought the, the controller was all right. It, it adds to the immersion because you feel like you're actually holding a gun. I, I don't actually have the uh, the move controllers, so I actually thought it was okay. Um, but it felt like I was... Um, it kind of reminded me of Starship Troopers, the movie. That's kind yeah. of the vibe <laughs> I got from Definitely. the very beginning. I really um, like yeah, the controller. Yeah. yeah, but now that like we're going to be talking about um, the other game, uh, Firewall, a little bit uh, in a bit. Uh, but I kind of want to go back and play a game with the aim controller to get a bit of practice maybe before jumping into that, because otherwise you guys are just going to wreck me if we end up playing together. So, um, do some, There's also co-op. I think it's something that I've always wanted to do a little bit more of. Uh, mm. Farpoint's got co-op as well. Yeah. But, the lack of the lack of titles. I mean, I've really only I, used. I didn't like the co-op in the in Farpoint because they did it with like a time base. That was the only way to do it. I did not like that. I want to play just a regular storyline without like all the time base stuff. Yeah. Like, why isn't there a co-op? Right, like a co-op of the campaign. Yeah, right, exactly. right, right. That would be amazing. Yeah, everyone was asking for that on Reddit when it first launched. But uh, cool. Right. So well let's... worth playing through, Mike. Is the I, short... I, I I will go back to it. I will go back to it <laughs> at some point. I'll just not sleep. Um, okay, so let's move on to the other bit of quick news because we've got some release dates dropped this week. First up is Marvel Powers United. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know about this one. It's basically a four-player co-op game based on the Marvel sort of universe. You get to play iconic characters such as Hulk, uh, Deadpool, Thor, Rocket Raccoon, to name a few. Uh, you team up together and you sort of fight in an arena, taking down bad guys together and working towards sort of like a, a goal together. Uh, Zim's shaking his head and because I, I, I know vividly uh, he didn't he didn't really like this one. I remember talking about it at OC4 because that's where we both got to play it together. <laughs> I am raging eternally, uh, Mike. And you were like, oh, what, what game did you really enjoy at the show? And I was like, oh, there's a few I really enjoyed, but I quite like the Marvel one. And you were like, oh, shit. just shaking your head at me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but you didn't really click with it, right? You didn't really get on with it that much. Yeah. There's there's very few games that you and I have, have, I think, really just gone different directions. Artica 1 was probably the other one. Yeah, sure. I'm, like, I'm just like, that's pants, and you quite liked it. Yeah. Uh, but this, was the, this one, I felt, as a guy who, I played loads of Smite, which is one of those kind of channel-based games like um, uh, League of Legends or mm. things like that. I kind of went into it with that as the expectation from what I'd seen on videos. And then I played it, and it just, it's the kind of game where, the AI, the control schema, the fact that you've got all the Marvel heroes. And as a guy who's got hundreds of old Marvel cards, like Marvel Universe was a big thing for me when I was growing up. And and to not feel like they're doing it justice, it felt like a mobile game port almost, like that had been brought to the PC platform. To be honest, I have that feeling really as well. Hope. When I watch the trailer, it, it, it feels 
arcadey, yeah. quickly put together, um, yeah. not 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 soul, no soul. Like it feels a bit no empty. gameplay design. Yeah. There's just there's no like it, there's no real differentiating factor. Yes, the different characters do different things, but there's no real attachment to the character, the waves of kind of mindless AI that charge at you, the interactivity. They could really do a game like that, and I think it would work very well. Yeah. That's why I'm so pissed off about it's it, because they've game. got... But bearing in mind, that was like almost a year ago. So they've, they've had a lot of time. And like, let's be, you know, like Marvel is a huge brand. And I know that Oculus are really keen on this title. They're backing this title as well. Mm. Uh, so maybe, you know, the developers, I think they're called Sanzaru Games. Um, they, they maybe put some more effort into it and maybe got some more funding, more sort of time to polish it up and make it something. But I, I do kind of agree with your, your, what your, your points, you know, that it feels a bit arcadey. But that's kind of the whole style of the game, I think. You know, it's like a, an arcade, drop in with friends, wreck some stuff, do these kind of waves together and, and fight the big boss at the end. But, but what, I did, what I did just quickly just touch on is that in the demo we played, you fought alongside each other but there was no, and the game's called marvel powers united but there was no big crescendo where you all like touch fists like the power rangers and turn into some super monster and take it down together as a big power move there was none of that which i hope they've developed and pushed into the final game but go on rowdy the thing is like what i'm what i'm wondering is if you take out the marvel out of this game will it still be a proper game like if you, if you take away the characters like is it still is this still a good game? Like, is this still something that is well, fun to play? Or is this just, we put Marvel in there because people will buy question. it anyway? I, 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 I don't know about this one. Like, I'm now checking their website of what they worked on before. They worked on Ripcoil. I'm not sure if anyone still remembers that one. Uh, and the uh, VR Sports Challenge. And 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 I think Ripcoil looked pretty, pretty cool, but it was like a simple concept. But I don't know, like... You're right. It kind of looks like a mobile VR title, but mm. I think it would be a good time to maybe drop a like arena brawler in VR in a way. Mm. But I, I don't know. Like I don't know what the purpose is behind this game and why it's dropping now and why they launch it now. And well, there's so many questions. Well, like I, I do know Marvel wants to be everywhere in a way, and I think like VR is a good place to be in. But I don't know if this is the first thing we wanted to see from Marvel in the first place. But mm. I know what I would do if I was in charge of this dev studio, right? I, I would immediately recreate this game. I'd probably clone something like Team Fortress 2, put the Marvel characters with different, you know, very unique abilities and have Team V Team stuff. You can do all different types of game modes, but working together in that way. And Mike, the, the idea that you mentioned where there's inter-character like connectivity somehow yeah. to make you feel like... What's the benefit of VR for this game? Why is this not just a That's 2D true. game? Like that teamwork part is, is, is very important. Where you can combine powers could be so cool. Yeah, like say I if you're know, Rocket Raccoon. Maybe we need to wait to, like, until it comes out. Like when, when Mike and I were at Oculus Unwrapped, I also didn't really feel like I wanted to play it. Like I never felt a moment where... Like I love Marvel, I love like superhero stuff, yeah. but with 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 this, I, I don't feel like it. And I also like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a big fan, but... It's not like I feel like I want to be rocket in VR. Not the not feeling that I have a little bit is that they put Marvel in there because Marvel is more popular than ever. 
So let's make uh, something Marvel, and you know, people people will like it anyway. Mm. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, it's been it's been around for a while as well. Like I I feel like they wanted to release it much earlier, but they they were waiting, and then they start adding some more, and it's kind of like they it feels like they don't know when they want to release this and in what time frame. And mm. this is what I'm uh, hoping though, because they could have released the game in its in its form back back when we played it, and it would have been a game. But that's why I'm hoping really that over the last like what's it nine ten months that they've added more to it to make it a more substantial experience. Since, since you actually you did like it when you played it. Like, it was something that you were interested in. Yeah, like, it was fun to play. Like, I, I really like Rocket Raccoon. He's one of my favorite characters from the Marvel Universe. And okay. to play him, and you were you were actually tiny. Like, you, you see it from his eyes. He's like this tiny mm -hmm. little raccoon. And you see his furry nose in the sort of peripheral vision. So and if, if Rocket Raccoon was not in that game, would you still... Oh, I, play as I play as Deadpool and I still have a blast. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, it's a, it's, I, I found it fun to play, especially because it's co-op and there's not that many co-op games in VR right now uh, where you can team up with other friends. And that's why I had fun with it. And like, I was playing with fun people. Like I was playing with, uh, yeah. you know, Caleb from Reality Check VR and Ctop. Um, so we, we had a fun playing it together, but it's, it's whether or not, like you said, Nathie, I understand your, um, your concerns about the game because it might not be a fully fledged game. It might yeah. be a bit shallow. I, I wonder, like, let, let's say the, the demo you played were, was like the, an absolute blast and it's the same with what is going to come out. But for how long is this going to be fun? For how yeah. long are you going to enjoy being Rocket? And for how long is being Deadpool like a great thing? Like they could also... Like, I don't know, like maybe this developer, like I haven't really seen that much from them VR wise. So mm -hmm. like, if you look at their other titles they made, they were okay, but it's not like, you know, if Insomniac was creating a Marvel game, then that would have been a different story. It, this is not the most, like, this is not the biggest VR studio out there that is creating it. So yeah. I think the expectations can be a little lower than usual, I think. I got a related point here, just and a question for Nathie as well, because he's probably visited maybe more VR studios than than maybe all of us. Um, but a trend that I've noticed and a comment that I've picked up from from visiting various teams is that oftentimes the developers of these games don't get time after the day job to actually play VR and generally don't experience a lot of other VR titles. They that, come in, that is very true. They develop the game, yeah. and they go home and they do something else with yeah. their life. They're not yeah. like doing VR. Yeah. In the same holistic way that we experience it, you know, we wake up, I have a VR headset on, I go to breakfast, I have a VR headset on, I get on the public transit, you know, going to work, <laughs> headset still on, you know. Yeah, no, that is very true. It's very true. And I, I've, I've seen that firsthand. So I wonder if there's a symptom in there. I mean, part of me says it's good to have a developer who's locked away from that and can just listen to their game designer or game producer for the direction of where the game's going. But I think if you're in the position of, game designer or game producer, you got to play quite a bit. Mm. You, you need to immerse yourself a bit more. And if you're not doing it, it's a kind of a wake-up call to devs yeah. to mm. do that. But Nathan, what would you say from what you've, uh, you know, what you've I, I, felt around the... I, like, you're basically talking about experience. And if they played more stuff, they will also kind of, like, use that to make their own games, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I, th I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, but going back to, um, to this Marvel game... You know, what I hope is that it's good and that it's solid and that it's nice and that people can enjoy this for at least a few weeks because that's the thing with multiplayer. This is not a thing. This is like a pure multiplayer. You know, I, I've been talking about Space Junkies too. I think it's tricky. Uh, maybe this is like, could this be a free one? We don't know yet. Like it could be a free game, but I, 
It's not I feel free. like it's not gonna be free. It's forty dollars. Oh, it's forty forty dollars. Wow, that's that's a that's a Take tough it. price. I yeah. haven't seen a game for that price for a, for a long time. But let's say it's a good one and it books success. Then that means that Marvel wants to invest more into VR, and that's what we need because it's I a, think it's a, a wait and see title. Nice stuff. Yeah, it is. It it's is. a wait and see title. Yeah. See what happens so, and if they do a good job, and then yeah, then it's, we a it. it's a doubter. It's a doubter game. Doubter. <laughs> So it has been pretty quiet. Like we haven't really heard much, but we did finally get release date. So it is coming out on the 26th of July. And now they've added Black Panther to the lineup of characters as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, nice. one to keep an eye on. Black so Panther's ne- in space. Jo- wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> next up, Firewall also got a release date this week. So PSVR owners will be happy. Uh, the hotly anticipated military shooter Firewall has got a release date. So in an interview uh, recently at E3, Adam Orth, the uh, developer from First Contact Entertainment said that Firewall on PSVR will be releasing very, 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 very soon. Well, it's not quite that soon, but it is soon enough. It's going to be releasing on the 29th of August. Uh, you're going to be able to buy the game digitally, boxed, and also as a pack-in with the PlayStation Aim controller. And I think that's probably going to be the best way to play this game. Like, It's going to be a lot of fun to play with the controller, I think. Um, but if you're not aware of Firewall and you've got a PSVR, then you should definitely check this one out it's going to be a 4v4 multiplayer tactical first person shooter so basically think in your mind of rainbow six siege in vr that's that's basically what it is yeah so it looks really cool it's kind of what bravo team wanted to be like but is actually what it is going to be like is it the the second only to be bundled with the aim uh so you had farpoint Farpoint. and I think there might have been a Bravo team aim bundle, but like I saw the box art for this one and I was thinking, oh, that's funny. Yeah, there no, was, I, I, there, there I think you're right. Bravo there was a Bravo team, team one. And there was yeah, like, there was. They, they had like a, a basket full of those and they couldn't really get But that's what I was going to say. Like, so this is, this is a great thing. And if anyone has a local electronic shop that happens to stock the aim controller and they stocked, you know, Bravo team, you can probably pick it up for cheap. I know a few people who picked it up from Farpoint bundles it's that so dropped cheap. to like 20 pounds in the UK. Mm, 20 pounds because because i i bought it for 80 wow brand new release day right um so 20 quid for the aim controller and farpoint is a fucking great deal it is Uh, so if you can you know keep an eye out for it then and you know this is coming in august it's not a bad time to you know consider picking up an aim controller now and it's one of those games it's one of those games that i will really want the four of us to play against another four like we should maybe hit up another podcast and say hey What's up? Podcast, podcast war. Bring it on. Challenge them. Challenge podcast them. Wars. Podcast Mike, do it now. Challenge them right now. Tell them that we want to fight them. Yes, I will. I'll put the word out on the streets. Okay. So let's move on to our main topics because we are really running out of time. Yeah, uh, okay. The first one is Pokemon AR Tech. So uh, before we move into the tech, do you know actually know anyone that still plays Pokemon Go? Any of you guys still play? I did or see someone play, play today, actually, like in a theater. Catching Pokemon, so I was like, "Oh, okay, that's still, yeah." And some people even like there's a there's a monument next to my house, and people go there every week to still catch some Pokemon's. Like first (laughs) it was like a group, now it's just one (laughs) person going. Are you like hanging out your window, going, "Hey kids, get away from my house! Hey, what are you doing? Ah, I'm recording. Shut up!" (laughs) No, 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 I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You've been playing it this week, Zim. Loads, yeah. Played it all over Cork, and anytime I get a chance, because because I live. I live a little bit rural, so um, right. Pokemon Go doesn't work too well in my area. So anytime I'm in a city of any nature, I'm Pokemon going it all over the place. Uh, and recently convinced my wife to get back into it as well. The best thing is that they just added a friend system. So oh, a cool. little friend code, you can now, like, they've 
the main gripe I had with Pokemon Go after about level 20 mm. was that the, there was no mid game. And I right. feel like they have at least now delivered some answers to that. So there's kind of achievement based things where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you need to throw these many catches, catch this many type of this, and then you get a reward. And so they have this kind of packaged reward system plus the friending. So you can trade within a hundred meters of a friend. So if I'm standing okay, cool. near your bike, I can give you my Pikachu, right? Nice. And if you don't have I'm it, gladly accept him. then we'd have to wait a, a day and then right. I could get another unique one. Um, oh, okay. It's only one a day, so you can't right. just—I can't just flood you loads. Also, when I when I give them to you, it'll scale down. But anyway, we heard about the AR stuff a little bit earlier, and I think it's really exciting. But I I wonder how many people actually use the AR method because yeah. a it burns battery. Yeah. Uh, and 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 b it's actually sometimes tougher to catch them because Absolutely, it's a yeah. less consistent mm -hmm. scene. And so Absolutely. most of my friends don't turn it off. Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to say because I got into Pokemon Go quite heavily. I I would say that I actually become an addict. I actually drove like twenty minutes away just to catch a Pikachu because I found it on a spawn map somewhere. You know, one of those cheat sort of like apps. And uh, yeah, I was super into it, but I I never used the AR because, uh, like you say, it burnt through battery. Last thing you want to do is run out of battery when you're trying to catch a rare Charmander or something like that. And uh, you know, it wasn't that good. But now using this seeing this new technology cool. uh, they've kind of been hard at work sort of updating it and playing it around with the tech and uh, they actually used a uh, sort of technology which they purchased through uh, an acquirement of a company called matrix mill which was a london-based company oh. and in a recent blog post uh, the developers from pokemon go said uh, the matrix mill team has come up with novel ideas that push the boundaries of what machines can process thinking around occlusions and seeing the world closer to the way the human's eyes can see. As a result of this hard work, AR experiences can feel more natural to the eye, which is the goal we have in our sites. And that's exactly what we're showing you in the video is probably, you know, where you've got like a Pikachu or a Pokemon running around, but it's actually running behind physical world objects or in between people that are interacting with the real world in front of you. And it just looks really, really cool. And this is kind of like what, another advancement in AR that makes me think, you know, this could be very, very exciting. As long as I'm not wearing glasses, I'm not interested. That was my second point. So you guys have literally touched, it's like we're like a mind meld. You're actually literally <laughs> reading my mind. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. And as much as I think the demo is really cool, uh, this technology won't be updated uh, for users just yet. They're actually just testing this and they're also going to be selling it to other AR companies. Uh, but yeah, just like the Lego demo that we showed in a previous episode, uh, where you 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 know you can look through this little window of your phone and see all these magical things going on. You're still looking through this window, yeah, and the thing like they are still like they are still working on just building the content. And when the technology is there to wear it, then they will just transfer all that data and all the things they they made. Yeah. So it's then but, ready to go. But I, I, I get it. Like right now, you don't. It doesn't feel real enough to. No. Like, you know. Yeah. I want to be like what Rowdy says. You know, I want to sort of be on a train wearing my glasses. Holy crap! There's a Pikachu on the roof of the train. I need to catch it right now. And and not like the kind of glasses you like. You know, you have like a helmet on, and you look like someone who's uh, who's gone into like a severe accident or something. You need to like wear like a, like a skull cap or something. But I mean, like just regular glasses that you can put on. And not everyone knows that you're playing Pokemon, because I'm actually realizing here today that I'm sitting here together with a bunch of geeks. A bunch of geeks, I say. <laughs> As if you're not one. There's yeah. an Apple executive on the phone, Mr. Niantic, and uh, he'd like to give you a sack of cash so you can release it on their new AR yeah, headset. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. I'm sure it will happen. Like, Niantic are huge. Um, so they're also doing a, what, a Harry Potter one, and there's like a Jurassic Park one and a Ghostbusters one. They're all coming out as well, so that's going to yeah, be interesting. Walking Dead as well. Walking Dead, oh, yeah, of course. Good, good, but cool. The nicest thing, Mike, and I'm wondering if this is why you found that interesting as well. 
I found a huge sense of community and yes. obviously the exercise piece, like yes. to get your, to get a feckin' nerd out of the house, yep. out there, literally hunting towns or cities or places to go. Like we were going on adventures as a family. Like it was so good. It was a great thing to do with kids yep. as well. Like they were as excited as my wife and I was. I mean, it's great to have this kind of, and I'm very hesitant as they've been chucking in loads of Pokemon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, who cares what this three bubbles connected with two eyebrows is called? I don't care about that guy. But yeah. They they really have filled in the the mid game, uh, yeah. so I think the mid game is a lot uh, like, better, and the social aspect is great. Exactly, I still know three people that play it religiously since its launch. Like they're hardcore fans to the point where they recently moved to another town. This couple that I know that played it, and they met up with like a, a, a community of Pokemon Go players in that town, and then they literally just jumped into that person's car. They didn't even know them. They were just rolling around the city picking up Pokemon. It's like you're literally putting your life in danger with po- Pokemon. Pokemon Go, you finally have a reason to meet people in real life yeah. and to go on a holiday day from time yeah. to time because just don't like, get into strangers cars that's all i'm saying reason to meet people yes yeah <laughs> says rowdy the guy who doesn't like people i don't even like people. people that's why i don't like that game <laughs> and and mike a tip for anybody who actually lives in edinburgh if you go down queen street which is a long long street in edinburgh you can do 200 pokeballs pick up in 20 minutes you just go yeah. down this side round the roundabout back and forth we call it the magic road really <laughs> magic road genius we call it the magic road <laughs> yeah Okay, so moving on to our next topic, and that is uh, Covert. So uh, this week I had the opportunity to go to the Oculus Go retail launch party in London to celebrate the launch of the Oculus Go in retail stores here in the UK. Uh, Nathie's brother was actually there, manager uh, David, so I got to hang out with him as well, which was always nice. His girlfriend was a delight as well. And uh, yeah, at the event, we got to meet up with Jonathan Hawkins, who is a developer from White Elk Studios. They were showing off their newly announced game, Covert, which is coming to Oculus Go and gear vr and it's basically like a couch co-op heist game where one person is in vr using the headset and the other person is using a mobile device like a phone or an ipad and they've got the blueprints of the space that you're in and they can see your uh, location your orientation they can see obstacles ahead and they're basically your like advisor stroke hacker support sort of uh, person so they're talking to you constantly and communication is really key in this game so we played the demo it was a kind of like a museum we had to go and steal like an ancient artifact jonathan was kind of like my advisor i was in vr and straight off the bat i was really pleased to know to sort of see that they use smooth locomotion in the oculus go so you actually just sort of hold down gently on the thumb pad and then the touchpad and then you move in that direction and smooth loco and then when you tap it you you snap rotate so you can play it sitting down or standing up is that motion like the sky oh you might not know but the skyrim move controller motion so you have one button and the direction you're facing is the direction you go no you can strafe you, oh. you, you can how you do you can, strafe by just just tapping on the the left part of the touchpad okay so that moves you it moves you up back left and right and then to rotate you either physically rotate or you snap rotate got it thanks yeah um, but it was really cool. There were some really nice elements of it. It actually felt like you were part of like a Mission Impossible style heist. There was like red laser beams. There was guards. And because Jonathan could see the guards up ahead, he was like, oh, you need to hug the right side of the wall here. And then I'm going to hack the TV here to distract the guard. And then when the guard goes over there, I'm going to hack the the barrier with the lasers. And then you have to run through it because it's all based on times. And it was really cool. And it actually felt like really sort of like uh, intense you know like it felt like a really fun game to play especially because of the communication uh, aspect there was one point where i was just like ah i'm not going to listen to jonathan anymore i'm just going to go off peace and do my own thing died instantly so uh, it really is important to listen to your sort of like hacker and your like ears 
uh, that are sort of watching it from the ground up, the blueprints. Uh, so yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun, and it's one that I was pretty excited uh, to see because they're really sort of doing something different. I haven't really seen that other than sort of like uh, what was that other game, the bomb disposal game? Uh, every keep talking, nobody explodes. So you kind of got that social element where one person's in VR, but other people that are around you can also experience. Yeah, there's it. been a, a couple of titles like that as well. Uh, the thing is, like, can you play it by yourself? No, at all. No, it's one. No. Of, so it, it 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 actually sounds to me very much like Black Hat Cooperative. Yes, have, have any of you played that? Yeah. I've seen it. Yes, it's it's very yeah. similar in that sense. And yeah. it, I love asynchronous games. Yeah, the, like, it's one of the best party games. Yeah, and the only limiting factor I would say here is, uh, again, the inability to show the Go content to an audience. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, and that was the thing, you know, I played it, but there was no way because we know what it's like to record content with a go. There's no way that I could capture that. So to share it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a shame, but it is a fun game. And, uh, you know, what I would say as well is you don't necessarily have to have physical like friends. <laughs> uh, just saying, you know, you, you can play with other people around the world as because it's an online game. So as long as you've got the code, you can hook up with someone um and as long as you've got a way to communicate like discord skype facetime whatever then you could play the game with anyone in the world basically yeah so it's a friend code based system friend code based system so the uh the headset app obviously for the go will cost you money the companion app will be free uh, and then you can play together with someone uh anywhere in the world okay so, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta just implore devs who, who consider uh friend codes to uh, give an option for like an yeah. open sea. The reason why they don't do it typically is that it's like you'll have some predator connect with some child and then you're screwed legally because they connected through your app. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I, I hate friend code systems. I'll be yeah. honest, because it's such a pain. It's thank you, Nintendo, for introducing that and plaguing the world. But it, it, it's why... only a four, a four or five digit code, though, from what I remember. That's so why you need the, the invite system. Mike and I have been talking about it. They use an archangel. Oh yeah, like that. That's that's, that's a bad example. That's a bad example of like bad sort of invite systems. It, it didn't work. It works similar to that, but not as bad. Like you actually have a keypad to input the number, so it's quick and easy. Whereas Arcane, you have to scroll through a, a, a roller deck of of letters and numbers, and it's painful. It really was painful. Wow. So, so uh, Mike, since you were like at this event from Oculus, you know their pop up store uh, of the Go in in uh, London, right? Um, yep. Was there anything else they were showing off? Anything new? Anything spicy? No. So they had the for, because it was mainly for like the public, basically for complete VR noobs, never tried VR before. It was more catered towards those people than us, the kind of VR veterans. Uh, so they were basically just showing off sort of demos of like Coaster Combat, uh, Anne Frank, Melody VR, yeah. and uh, some others like Jurassic World. Uh, but he was the only developer there. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't really for developers to showcase their apps or anything like that. It was just that because they had just announced it and they just announced this partnership with White Elk Studios, they wanted people to, to check it out. And uh, so it was actually the first time he'd ever demoed it was to me. Um, so it was really cool to check it out. But um, cool. Yeah. So that is uh, Covert and it's coming to the Oculus Go later on this year. We don't know when yet. They've got a cool logo too. I like the fact that they really simple logo with a bullet coming through, which is part of the E. If you ever see it, covert. It's really yeah, cool. yeah, that's cool. So our final bit of uh, news this week is the Oculus um, sort of Zenimax lawsuit news. Uh, it's been some time now since the original uh, court case whereby Zenimax accused Oculus of stealing their technology, which included 
uh, key breakthroughs in like software and hardware for virtual reality. And it was all to do around with John Carmack working for Zenimax uh, and id at the time, uh, whilst sort of Palmer Lucky was developing the Oculus. And they were working in partnership on sort of Doom at the time as well. And John Carmack then just left Zenimax, started working for Oculus. And Zenimax got a bit salty about that and were like, hey, uh, they stole our uh, intellectual property. So there was this big court case. Uh, it actually turned out that Zenimax won the original court case and the judge awarded Zenimax $500 million uh, in cash. Um, and they also wanted, as a result of the lawsuit, to have Oculus cease production of the Oculus Go and stop them actually selling it full stop, which was crazy. Oculus... Sorry, did you say the Oculus Go or... Oh, Oculus Rift, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I meant a Rift, apologies. Um, so they actually wanted to seize them actually selling it. But Oculus were like, wait, you know, this is just going to destroy us. So you, know, you can't do that. So the judge didn't rule on that, but they did award them the, the money. But since then, Oculus have appealed it. And this week they had a settlement um, halved to $250 million. So mm. it's still a big chunk of money, but Ooh. it's halved. <laughs> but for Facebook, you know, I'm yeah. sure it's like small change for them. So they're like, yeah, whatevs. Um, but it was actually interesting. That it was actually proved that there was, and it doesn't sound like much, but it is still a part of the case that there were seven lines of code that Oculus that, that was found in Oculus software that was directly copied from Zenimax. But seven lines of code in the whole scheme of things in like the billions of lines of code that were part of like- Well, it depends on what those lines of codes are, of course. Eh? I mean- well, Of course, of course. Seven lines of codes of, can be like really, really important if everything directs back to it and it can be huge. Of, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> But, you know, we don't know because, like, I've never read the case papers or got, like, super deep into, like, the case no, details. I thought no. you did. I mean, Dude, I don't even have time to, like, play VR games. Let alone like, read you stuff. you're like very busy. I think you're doing this then, just reading through all the papers. No, unfortunately not. Oh, I know oh, the basics. Oh. I know the basics. Okay. I went uh, through it in quite a bit of detail. So the reason is. it's interesting, Mike, I think, is because the, 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 the statements that Carmack had released at the time uh, were quite vehemently stating that he did not copy any code. And, you yep. know, saying that in front of a court judge, you know, it doesn't matter how much it is. If there's a copy paste of anything, that's like a feckin' bullseye for the opposing team. I'm really surprised. Did they, did they mention why it got half to 250? Uh, just because of an appeal. Um, I don't know the full details. Uh, there was a statement from Oculus, uh, Paul Grerel, the vice president and deputy general counsel of Oculus Parent, Facebook said in a statement that we've said from day one that the Zenimax case was deeply flawed. And today the court agreed. Today's ruling slashed the verdict in half, granted our motion for sanctions and fully denied Zenimax's attempt to stop us from selling and marketing our products. He said, though, he continued, this is a, a positive step forward toward a fair resolution. We will be appealing the remaining claims. Our commitment to Oculus is unwavering and we will continue to invest in building the future of VR. Good. So yeah, that is the, uh, the the news. So it has been halved. They will continue to fight it out. But for now, you know, Zenimax has $250 million in cash, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes on, you know, like if they actually win overall or whether they get sort of, you know, these things take years to sort of re resolve themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how, how things progress. So yeah, that is the end of the news this week. So um, I'll sort of wrap up the show and then maybe we can ask some some questions if anyone in the chat's got some questions. Ask now or forever hold your peace while I wrap this one up. Um, so just a reminder, it's a, a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed, of course, on Nathie's YouTube channel. Uh, you can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. 
If you missed the live stream, you can catch up with the re-upload every Sunday on my own channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. Apologies for last week's episode, by the way. We didn't upload an audio version, so if you're expecting one, apologies for that, but we should be back on track this week. Um, so yeah, that is the show. So if you've got any questions, then ask them. We got the Paradise Decay saying, maybe now Xenomax can sort out the box in Fallout 4. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> they get the cash yeah <laughs> got the money yeah. so that that was a problem right they didn't have enough cash to fix those issues so they actually were doing it for vr <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm gonna give you guys a cliffhanger and you can tell me whether or not you want to wait till next week for me to talk about it okay go for a dicey one so uh, i mentioned i had a sad story from my trip uh, we were talking uh, before mm. So uh, it relates to my Oculus Go and the fact that it's been damaged. Um, so uh, yeah, go on, tell us. I'm I'm intrigued now. You've got me. Uh, you've got me triggered. So I'm just as a background. I'm very careful with my tech, and I think in the last ten years I've maybe broken one thing. Um, holding the Go for a minute and a half horizontally, not vertically, towards the sun, walking oh, outside and back indoors has scalded the screen yeah. so yeah. the brightness must have been a reflection off of a panel or something yeah it looks like someone has drawn with a yellow highlighter little yeah. squiggly eyeballs oh on both sides yeah i am absolutely shocked at how quickly that damaged it because literally yeah. what i did was i walk outside the back door walk over to my wife who's sitting in the sun trying to say hey honey do you want to do a photo shoot because maybe i can promo for oculus would you mind demoing and she's like now nah, I don't want to do that right now. I'm doing my thing. I was like, fine, walk back inside. And boom, next day, realized that it's got these little things. I'm like, what's going on? Re yeah. Power cycle it. Man, yeah. I've never had that happen with a device. Because it's very important that you keep all of your headsets not pointing to the window if you've got them yeah. indoors and all that. And, you know, for years I've had headsets with that same yeah. warning. I wonder if it's something to do with the new lenses because it was feckin' bright in Ireland, but I don't think yeah. it's that sensitive it, it has been happening really quickly yeah. though like yeah, it, it can. really can because the intensity of the, of the light of the sun is so so much that uh even if if, if you like you, they said that to kids often like when they want to watch into the sun like yeah. if you do that for like even like a few seconds you can have permanent damage to your eyes so i'm not i'm not really surprised that you can have that with like lenses that are that big because the the lenses are quite big um to have that on the on the on the on screen happening as well yeah and well, it's interesting it's, it's interesting you said that actually because I had someone contact me uh, I can't remember through one of my social media channels with a picture and said dude I've got this problem with my go and show me a picture through the lenses and it, it looked exactly like what you're describing and that's exactly what was my conclusion like I said dude you, you you've you've had your your go in in sunlight and it's burnt the screen like I'm sorry there's nothing you can do about it um, but that's the first time i've actually heard someone you know close to me like actually have a problem like this before it's really interesting they should but really it, it, provide some like lens caps or something that you can like put over there that yeah. you can keep it um because yeah. um, I, I remember i mentioned that in my review as well because i took it outside because i wanted to do that review back then outside a lot of people are saying that oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that but i'm like you know a lot of people are going to take this headset and they're going to go outside because that's the major strength of this headset it's a mobile exactly. headset you're going to take it outside you're going to yeah. like just imagine you, you you're going to drive with your car you put it on your seat next to you the yeah. sun is shining it hits it on your back seat and you have damage to your headset so i really think that they should at least provide like a traveling case or like some kind of lens clips that you can put on there or like some kind of cover you can yeah, you can plug in there um yeah. because i think that but a that, lot of people are going to have this issue 
and I am, I'm going to try the warranty route because I do feel that for a product of this nature, despite the warnings they have, I'm going to look at the exact subtext that they've given. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of their standard same riff text, which is do not leave in a bright area, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And I, you know, I know the sensitivity and, and, and I'm really shocked that, yeah. you know, 90 seconds. But I yeah, think you can actually go the warranty enough. route because um, if, if you claim that it's a uh, normal use, normal use for a headset, uh, I think you could, you could have a point with that because especially in Europe, they're quite, and the US is a different story, I think, but exactly. I think in, in Europe you can have, if you, if you claim it's normal use and you can, you know, you didn't drop your headset or whatever, then I think but, you could have a point. But it's, it's it's just something, a message I wanted to say. Obviously, it's a sad yeah, no, thing. I, I love my good. tech and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, you know. Uh, so, you know, there was that. And then and my wife dropped her Android phone. So it was a bad tech holiday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two, no, two it, breaks in one go. But I think people need to know about it because yeah. that yeah, level of sensitivity, I mean, that, that's scary, actually. Yeah, it's, it's an important message to share. Sensitive. You know, like I, I use a case, like when I when yeah. I when I take it out, and, and I know you do as well, Zim. Um, but I, I do know that the community as well of of sort of three D printed lens covers. Uh, I've seen those as well. Uh, they're probably on Thingiverse. So if you've got access to a three D printer, you can three D print a protector. But yeah, it's a sad story. It's sad to sad to hear it happen. But a good warning out there for others quickly. Uh, listening. Like, yeah, if you if so you make fast. a small mistake, having it like in the sunk for and even like Zim was just moving around quickly. Yeah. yeah carrying it for a yeah. second it's moving all over the place and, and then it's damaging that fast i feel like we need but, little prayer prayer emojis in, in, in the in the chat <laughs> a little so prayer, everyone pray. little prayer everyone for, 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 so for zim's oculus so go soon we have like labels on headset where it says like this is for indoor and outdoor use maybe i don't know yeah so do you think you could use it still or do you think it's completely written off I mean, if I was if I was nine year old and someone handed me this thing, no, it's not too bad. It's not too right. bad. Um, Do you it notice is, it in games? Ball. Will I be able to use it? No, because I fucking can't stand a dead pixel. I'm one of those kinds of guys. Like I had a yeah. pixel on my Nintendo DS one day that was like a, an always on stuck pixel. It was like red. Once you see it, it never goes away. So that's that's right. the level of it. But you know, in terms of the size on the screen, it's less than five percent of the screen covered. Uh, it's literally just like a little tracing. Like if you were in uh, Tilt Brush and you took a highlighter pen and you went with like little you know highlighter nipples that's yeah, feel awful nice for you on everything it's it's not, trying to play augmented reality so and or, sorry augmented empire and uh, you know you, have, you see that through it but there you go thank you for the uh, for the sentiments gents bless you and your oculus go <laughs> right so that is the end of this week's show i hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this one we've obviously had a laugh like we always do <laughs> with this crazy bunch uh so yeah we will see you i guess on next week's episode maybe i'll check out contagion and i'll have some hands-on thoughts for that yeah. one so until then have a good week and uh bye-bye for now bye-bye see you bye-bye